Jesus Christ, I missed you. <laughs> I Hello again, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Fearless Fathers podcast. It's Davo here. It's not a replay. It's not the voices of long gone. It is new, fresh, feeling, live. Not live, because Ryan's going to make fun of me for that. But that's right. I have Ryan here with me today as well, too. Ryan, welcome back to the fold, buddy. I missed you. How are you? What's going on? Where the fuck was my countdown? Where was it? <laughs> We're getting <laughs> back into happened? the swing of things. Yeah. <laughs> We're really trying, everybody. And we, we apologize profusely for taking a couple weeks off. But Dave has me. some news. I do have some news. Oh, are we going to share that news? With- yeah, we're gonna, you know what? We're going to share I'm gonna it right I'm going to put you here. on the spot. Yeah. We're yeah. doing it. It's part of the reason like none of that happened. So. It's also true. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. I have massive news. I've been teasing it a little bit through social media platforms and other odds and ends. And it's something that I'm super, super stoked about. And if you're hearing this episode today, I also go live on our Facebook page at 6 p.m. The date of this, the date after this recording, which would be Monday, which is when you're listening to this because, you know, reasons and logic. But I have been working on this for, God, it seems like two or three months now. And I'm super, super stoked to get it out there. I'm releasing our first fearless fathers training program for you guys the dads who are just sick and tired and want to get that next level to becoming a fearless father so going through a little bit of this just thinking what's going to be the best thing that i could do for dads for our niche for you guys out there that we go in week in and week out constantly thinking about and caring about And I was talking to Ryan and going through my own head and we realized the money issues are the biggest problems dads face. That is, I think, probably 90% of all of our stress as dads. So I've shared my story many times on this podcast and I've shared it with out there in the world with other people. Everybody knows I no longer work anymore due to circumstances beyond my control. But everything that I've done as far as my mindset and understanding how to become more financially dependent or independent, I'll say. I don't even know where I was going with that. But <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, that's, a, that's a little bit of a slip right there. <laughs> I, I slip, I'm, I'm yeah. off the cuff. You put me on the spot today. Yeah, what can getting, I say? We're getting, we're getting back into it. Actually, we're, we're you know what's really it. funny? We really have to talk about these things first because I was going to talk about you moved into your house your new house oh yeah yeah Yeah, we yeah we really should have yes but yes i have also moved into a new house and i put together a training and this this is where we are yeah no no that's where i was going with that i figured you'd want to talk about the um the training towards the end of the episode but if you want to blow blow your load right now let's blow the load right now i'm already i'm already holding it in for two months um unlike our uh listenable course that we put together what uh that's going on about four or five months now yeah um this is something that dave put together on his own um, he conceptualized it from start to finish. He was learning about um, doing the social medias because, you know, we're trying to increase our business. Um, and this is this is what he produced. Then, you know, I, I'm really proud of him for, for sticking his neck out there. And it's really good stuff, too. So um, definitely go check it out. But Fearless Finance. There Fearless you go. Finance is in the link of this episode, fearlessfathers.net slash 
Fearless Finance, I have a very crazy but super special offer for you listeners, you dads who want to get better, who want to just take the next step, take the next level, and really get your mindset right about finances. This is not a get-rich-quick training. It's a one-hour training. It's not get-rich-quick, but it's going to get you set up in the spot that you need to be to overcome and crush parenthood. So fearlessfathers.net slash fearless-finance. You could find it at the link below in the description of this episode. And I've also moved into a new house. There we go. See, yeah. I'm, it's, it's yeah. like I knew exactly what you were <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. about. We, we've really been vibing recently. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, yeah. we have. Uh, yeah, we, we totally nailed that. <laughs> oh, we crushed it. We absolutely crushed it. I'm so glad to be back. It's been a. It's been, it's been wonderful getting out it's, of the marketing realm and talking nonsensically with my contractually obligated best friend, confidant, work wife, if you will. Okay. I, I missed you. Uh, I missed yeah. you. <laughs> I missed being here. I, I did. Um, I do. I do. I did. I don't Good. know. I, um, whereas Dave has been all productive and like, you know, buying a house and shit. I, I've been at work a lot and that's kind of the topic of this episode um we're gonna talk about um how workplaces get toxic even if they're not bad see like i i, I don't have a bad job by all means but the toxicity can grow from from many different things um in my particular case it just happens to be that we like we are working constantly um and you know i'll get mandated for mandatory overtime um there it and like we have staffing limitations and things like that. Like a certain amount of people have to be there every day, twice a day, or the plant can't run. It's just that simple. Um, so, you know, management finds this, finds themselves in this place where it's like, oh, shit. And it, we can't get people hired on fast enough. And, and they can't because it takes three months to train people. Um, so now I've like... I think I've explained it in the past. My, 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 my work schedule is kind of like, I have like four on three off. No, sorry. Four on nights. Like yeah. half, half off. Yeah, yeah. Three on. And then, sorry, four on nights, uh, three off, three on days, one day off. And then three day nights, three off. And then I have four days and then I have like a seven day break. And that makes my month. Uh, but it's been to the point where like I have uh, I've worked every three day break in a couple of days on my fucking seven days. <laughs> Just um, and like you can max out in your overtime, and we've all been we, everybody on staff's maxed out the entire time. So um, it's been brutal. Uh, that's why that's where we've been, um, and we want to talk about it. Well, I want to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it. Okay, that's what we do. Right. You brought up a lot of great points just in the beginning of your mini rant right there. And you say it may not be the bad job or the toxicity behind that bad job, but it's the things around it that cause the toxicity. And we oh, tend yeah. and we tend to let those things slide like, oh, I work here because I'm fucking friends with everybody or, oh, the job's not that bad. But that but is the story of the toxicity creeping in and then it just starts overtaking your fucking soul. Or if you're already a ginger, the souls of the friends that you've already collected throughout the you. years, which you, is probably why I've been all jacked up the last few weeks. You're welcome. 
Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. your fault. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, see, the trick is you have to stay close to the source. Mm. Which and is I haven't me, been close obviously. to you at all. No, no, no. no. I just when I helped you move, that was it. That, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And and anyway. <laughs> anyway. Hey, my wife had surgery <laughs> that day. Well, no, that no. Yeah, well, don't yeah, you put days. that on me. It was. It not was like that two day. days before. Tell me it was the day of. Make me look like an animal. <laughs> to be fair, I told you the correct day. I told the audience for drama <laughs> to create to create controversy. No, you told the audience to make me look like a fucking monster that's what yeah, you did no, that is also true yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's how i create my protagonist story oh <laughs> uh, very good yes mm, yeah, indeed anyway so there are a lot of types of toxic workplaces um unfortunately i worked a lot of corporate jobs prior to this job so i know all of them <laughs> um, there's toxic management there's toxic co-workers Um, There's a toxic corporate culture where the people you work with might be very good, but then the actual business it's all built around is there to fuck the shit out of you. Um, These are things and these are things people run into. Um, That's why people are, you know, good jobs are hard to find. They really are. Uh, And, you know, like in the amount of money you make does not define if it's a good job. Yeah. I mean, like I'm making tons of money right now. But I gotta be perfectly honest. <laughs> I want to drive my car into a wall. That's almost like a precursor to my training because we even talk about in the fearless finance training. It's almost like I'm like adding this in here for prosperity yeah, purposes. Yeah. Like money is just the tool; it's not the end all be all object. And I, I'm I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you, but yeah. I know you and I are both sick and tired of people basing success off of how many dollars and cents they have in their bank account i can't fucking stand that no i can't do it either and it's always been that thing and that's kind of one of the reasons why we started this show in the beginning it's like hey you don't need to live by those fucking ideals or their standards or you don't need to burn yourself out because fucking you generationally you've worked in this job or let's take my example before i stopped working full-time i worked for the federal government <laughs> now people look at that and they're like oh you're an idiot and it's like yeah i am that's why i'm a podcast host now full-time <laughs> but it's job security that for me when i got that job it's like oh shit i've made it in the american dream now i have job security i could work here for 40 50 years i could retire i'll be set family will be golden everything's perfect man i got in there like three or four years and like they they held this culture of like family and unity and that there was always the smiles around people but deep down the toxicity was setting and i didn't realize that set in until maybe two or three years being there and i was there for almost six years where you start seeing a lot of the the other side of the what's the word i'm looking for the the anti-culture i guess i'll call it the flip side of the coin. Yeah, the, yeah, the flip yeah. side of the coin. Yeah, and I really started noticing more. Like after that glass shattered, it's like, oh, managers are so micromanagerial. Like every single manager, from all the way up top to our building down to the lowest supervisor, had to make sure that you're doing this, 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 and this. And it wasn't like we had easy jobs. You know, I worked a call center, and we were taking on average seventy 
I remember taking, I literally remember one day taking a hundred calls in a single eight hour shift. It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. nuts. And average was like 60 to 75 a day. So that, that wasn't out of the realm of possibilities. And you're dealing with high, high stressful situations. So not only are you dealing with dealing with a very angry public, you're trying to do your best and you keep your fake customer service boy voice. You now have this toxic manager who's coming out to you and being like, oh, you know, you forgot to offer this really, really menial um, online service that you should have told them to use or this pamphlet that's been obsolete since 1987. You should have told them about that online, but because you didn't do that, we're not telling you you're going to get in trouble now, but make sure you do that again or there might be disciplinary actions. It's like, what are you trying to say to me? Like, just, just tell me you want, you want me to fuck off. Or tell me to do my job. Don't dance around and don't try and put more stress and more bullshit into my head when we're already dealing with a tough enough job as it is. Yeah. And it goes to show it's like you could have the best job in the world and you can make $30 an hour at a call center, which in our area is fucking amazing. There's a ton of money, actually. It, for it, it really is. Yeah. But that's not going to define your level of happiness and you're going to take that work home as much as you try not to subconsciously you're gonna fucking do it and that's gonna rub off on your family and that that toxicity it spreads oh yeah it's a virus i hate bringing it home Mm -hmm. and like i guess i should clarify one thing i went and described my schedule and people like that's probably not that bad yeah they're they're 12 hour days by the way Mm -hmm. and i I drive an hour to work so uh by the time i gun in gun out uh that's another half hour right there just traveling across site. It's a big, it's a big facility. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's a major time sink in the day. And, you know, I'm usually only working 14 days out of the month. Uh, but with the extra days, I, I mean, I barely get to see anybody. So it's fucking miserable. And like what happened to you, that's fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, should I burn them? Yeah, why the fuck not? I haven't worked there for a long time. So actually, I, I actually where I met my wife um, was through corporate strife as well. Uh, we both worked at QVC, the TV studio, mm-hmm. the one you know, like they, they sell all the crazy knick knacky bullshit. Um, and we worked in the production facility for the actual show itself in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Um, and I got to tell you, man, hey, you want to. You want to find some fucking shithole corporate culture? There you go. That place sucks. It's fucking miserable. And I worked there. I worked there um, the night shift. Um, and they have this big warehouse there. It's called Product Central. Um, and they have like one or two of every product they've ever sold. So it's millions and millions and millions of line items and SKUs and shit like that. Um, and they're, And your whole goal is to like pull the shows that are going out. If you don't have something order it from one of the facilities and they'll like fucking send it via like courier van. So mm-hmm. like UPS is dropping that shit off. Like some dude in a Honda Civic shows up <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning and you got to go check that shit in. That was part of, that was all part of my job. But, um, so they, they'd want everything there. And, but like, say for instance, thing was damaged. Like, like a report would come out on you and like, Oh, you damaged this. And be like, no, I just found it damaged. Well, it was on your, on your dime, it got put away. Instead, the people they said it was fine, uh, and they get in your face about that. Or like, um, people would like say people people go for smoke breaks. I mean, it's a it's a it's not a stressful job, but it's like you know it's like a menial work. 
Um, and you're out there for like a minute too long. Um, nitpicking, micromanaging, um, destructive corporate culture, things like that. Uh, people like they would shuffle uh, super low end management around all the time. So you're always dealing with a different person every six months. It's brutal. It's fucking brutal. It's horrible. Yeah. It, it reminds me because one of my favorite movies is Office Space. And talking yeah. about this episode, it's like we just I just watched that movie recently with my wife and we saw it on Hulu. I'm like, fuck yes. I love Mike Judge movies. And that's probably one of my favorite, like top five movies of all times. And I'm like looking at it and it's it, it speaks to me on so many different levels because it's so relatable to not just like a corporate corporate culture, but to like when you and I both worked retail. You know oh, yeah. that, that toxic environment. Oh, oh boy. Oh, I got, oh, I got we, some stuff there. We got, we got years. I, I only worked retail for six months. It was the worst job I ever had in my life, and I still have years worth of stories that I could tell. Where, where did you work? Same. Oh, ga- GameStop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot you worked at GameStop. Yeah. Well, I I worked at GameStop since I was like sixteen. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that, that's because you hate yourself. You're a masochist. So. Well, no, all my friends worked at GameStop. <laughs> You're a mat. Yeah. Again, going back yeah. to the to the toxic culture of my friends work there, so it's going to be good. But this job sucks. I hate life. But my friends are here, so it's cool, and I get to I get to take new video games out for three days. And uh, I worked at game. New. I worked at GameStop and EB Games. There's a blast from the past you haven't heard in a long time. E- the one at the King of Prussia Boutique. Electronic Boutique. Yes, mm. yes. The one at the King of Prussia Mall was two actually there. There, uh, there used to be a third one over on the other side, but I think they got rid of it because they realized. Well, we already have two stores less than 100 yards from each other. Uh, it's true. It, it's true. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're across from the haagen man. Yeah, um, great. Yeah, and just I, – I can I can remember being there on Christmas and just like – it was like fucking fighting people off. It was so fucking ridiculous. The, those stores aren't big. You've been in the one. Mm-hmm. The one upstairs would have like 50, 60 people in it. 50, 60 people in that fucking place. Yeah, it was like 30 feet nuts. long and like uh, maybe 15 feet wide. If that. If, if that. Yeah, yeah. And that's With not a bunch of shit all the, the marketing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have like four feet of space between you and the 60 people there. And it's just like, getting hey. screamed at. Yeah. What do you need? I need a Mad Cat's Xbox controller. It has to be blue. I don't fucking know if we have that. <laughs> well, just check your stock room, okay? I know you have it. You no, know, the stock room was they, they the stock rooms would literally be empty. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Or they'd have ninety thousand copies of Call of Duty Ghosts. But yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's for true. Nobody, a different. Nobody played that fucking game. <laughs> that's for a different day, though. Oh, but again, we're talking toxic work environments, right? And you're telling yourself, "Oh, Dave, oh, that's great. That's great. Like, how, how the fuck am I going to just what stop working now?" If I'm being a little honest with you, yeah. What's more important to you, your happiness or the almighty dollar? This is true. On, on honestly, I'm I'm going to ask you this, and I I need you listening to this today to really really think about this. What is your happiness worth? Is it worth feeling like shit every single day? Is it worth saying, "Well, I like my job," but and making up that fucking story to justify the fact? that your life is possibly miserable or you know there's more out there for you. I'm not saying this shit to make you feel like you may feel like garbage about it, but that's the uncomfortable reality when you take these 
really uncomfortable steps. It's like it, it's a gut punch. It makes you feel like shit. And if I'm going to make you feel like that, I'm also going to give you the tools to help you get out of that shit feeling uncomfortability to the next level version, better version of you. Well, I am not going to make you feel like that because I know why we work these corporate jobs. Because I did five minutes of Googling. No, I'm just kidding. I did way more research than that the other week when I was actually planning on recording this by myself. But I really wanted Dave's input on it. So we kind of like pushed it back, pushed it back, pushed it back. back. And then I, you know, was at work for uh, 97 hours straight. He was being Um, lazy. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Totally fine. So, all right. I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring some dirty words here. And this is, this is my personal opinion about why this country has lost certain amounts of its entrepreneurial spirit. All right. So, so before the public school system existed as a whole, what was this country mostly? The country as a whole. Yeah. What was the main exports of this country? We're talking pre-World War One here. Pre-World War One? I'm yeah. going to say agricultural. Exactly. And pre-World War One, what were most farms? Wheat? No, no, no. Like what, what, what organization structure are they? They're, you know, entrepreneurial. Yeah. yeah, entrepreneurial small family businesses, right? Right. So we're going into the Industrial Revolution. Um, we're going into automation. We need factory workers. We need things. We need people to come to the cities for work. So usually what these farms would grow would be a various types of crops for specific reasons to feed like a family or a small town. That's why you would have that. So you wouldn't just grow one thing, not like a farm does now. Um, But so to get people into the cities, the education pro, this is about the time that, you know, we, we set up the public education. Um, education was set up to get people into these factory jobs and tell them, hey, this is the way you do that and give them the skill sets to do it. That's why there's so much arithmetic. That's why there's not a whole lot of civics. Um, you know, it's to get you critically thinking, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh is to get you critically thinking, like administratively, gotcha. not entrepreneurially. Um, and it worked. It worked very well. It, it did exactly what this country needed at the time. But uh, at the end of the day, that feeling of entrepreneurship is lost. Not you, Dave. You fucking love that shit. <laughs> but that, that's my point is, um, you know, we're, we're taught something very, very specific in this country. Um, we're taught the the things that are determinatively that were determinatively needed at that point in time and i'm not going to jump up my high horse here but we need to change our fucking public school system um go ahead and say something that's where i'm gonna leave it oh yeah yeah. Yeah. so that was actually great information because i didn't know a lot of that and Mm -hmm. i'm actually really glad you brought that up because it kind of really brings into light a lot of the issues that we have regarding the understanding or the i'm going to call it conditioning the conditioning it is. that we it's have absolutely to go conditioning. through. Yeah. Because as dads, as men, we're, we're like conditioned to do this shit. But there's one thing you said, and I have a counterpoint to that. It's we've lost the entrepreneurial spirit. I don't believe we as Americans, as dads, as whomever, lost the entrepreneurial spirit. 
I believe we've justified so much in our minds that it's too difficult to be an entrepreneur. Okay. You hear the stories all the time of, oh, he got lucky or, oh, they were in the right place at the right time, right? You you hear all these justifications. Fuck. I'm one of them that did it constantly. And I know you were too. Yeah. You hear that all the time, but what you don't see is the background stuff, right? You don't see the 16 hours of post-production work or of understanding of marketing or sacrificing an hour of Netflix to do an hour of a training program. You, you don't see those things, right? These are choices that we all make. And as we're talking about this, this toxic workplace, being a dad and having these jobs that just drain our fucking souls, you have the choices that you can make. You have the ability to say, oh, well, that's nice that Davo no longer fucking works and he could focus on his business full time. He got lucky. No, I didn't really get fucking lucky. I mean, you can look <laughs> at it that way. Yeah, sure. I did not get fucking lucky. If anything, it's I've turned a, my mess into a message for others to yeah. say, hey, this is fucking possible. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at with all of this is the entrepreneurial spirit is still well and alive in our people. But it's the conditioning, it's it's the overall public education conditioning that has told us this is what you're meant to do, this is how you're going to do it, and if you go outside of this line, we're going to beat you back into submission. That's a good point. Another thing that should that should be brought up are uh, there's so many things like attached to like your corporate job now, like your healthcare, your dental, your retirement savings, all that stuff. It, you don't do it on your own. It's hard to do on your own. Very. The, sy- the system is set up so that you probably can't do it on your own. Um, and, you know, that's that's the way those industries want it because they want you fucking working. But it's getting to the point where there are more the, more options than, than just that. And it's going to be really interesting to watch where this country goes in the next, like, four or five years here. Um, if there can be a way to produce low income healthcare, I mean, like not low income, low cost healthcare, that's decent. Um, I'm not saying like socialized healthcare. Right. I know um, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, like and not even single payer, but like if we can find a way to make healthcare cheaper, you're going to start seeing a lot. And I mean, a lot more entrepreneur entrepreneurs come out of the woodwork people are going to leave their jobs people will start small businesses again because they can afford the shit they can afford it they can do it it's like i'm just using healthcare as like you know a a speed bump people make but um there's a hundred of them there's a hundred of them it's like how can i afford the rent on this place what can i do what if i have a drop off of customers these are all the things you fucking think about um but it's it i would say excuse me I would say that I'd rather have all those problems right now than work another shift at work. Exactly. It's significantly better because honestly, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm in charge of my own destiny and I've gotten to the point in time in my life where like, Hey, sure. Whatever. Am I still going to go to my job till I can afford not to? Absolutely. But 
at the end of the day, I would much, 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 much rather be in charge of my own shit. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. And it, it comes from that point of, you know, taking those uncomfortable steps, taking that action, moving forward. Like I always say it. And I just wanted to bring one other thing up, too. If you're, you know, if you're a listener hearing this episode, too, and you're like, well, I'm not an entrepreneur. Fuck that. I'm not even talking about the entrepreneurial world. If you're in a job that you hate, what's stopping you from going to a job where you're making less money, but you're going to be much happier? Prime story for us, and I think I've actually shared this on the podcast, my wife started working for the agency that I was working at before I stopped working during COVID. She started working there during COVID, and she stopped working like six, I want to say maybe about 10 months after she started working there. And she was making good money. And at this point, I'm no longer working. So we're living off of her income. She was miserable. Her anxiety was through the roof. She didn't want to fucking get up. She was sick to her stomach every single day. She wasn't eating. Like you saw what it was doing to her because it was not serving her. We talked about it and we said, you know what? We're going to do this. We are resourceful people. We've lived off of fucking five dollars in our checking account to last an entire week i said we could do this she quit that job making decent money starting out went working for a job that was making much a couple dollars less an hour than what she was making but she was so much happier she was so much more the life came back to her and it was that it was that turning point in our lives where it's like she's happy she's coming home there, there's more stories being told. It's laughing. It, it, there's so much less anxiety and stress. And I've shared this. It's like I've been more financially abundant when we were living off of that single one income than we were racking in more dollars because we were happier. We felt happier. We were just fuck. Like you, you personally saw it. Like that shift oh, yeah. and everything. It was a big shift. It was ridiculous. It's a massive shift, yeah. and it's like you can do that shift. We, especially as dads, like we're put in that ideal of like, we have to be the caretaker. We have to be the breadwinner. Fuck that. You have to be happy. You have to do what's right by you to do better for your family. And if that means leaving a job or stopping the ninth hustle because you're fucking burned out, then guess what? Leave those hustles, leave that job, make less money, but be fucking happier. And you're going to be able to do a lot more with a lot less. I think uh, we're coming to the end of the value of this one, Dave. We are. Yeah. We are. One more thing I'm going to add. We talked about in the beginning of the episode. I launched Fearless Finance. The main reason for launching this, and it's it's not an ad input, and you could call it an ad input, but it is, but it's genuinely coming from the heart. It's to break the money mindset that we have in today's society, in today's nation as dads. And that hustle mentality life that we have to work these fucking nine jobs. It just so happened, like this was not even planned, that coincidentally no, the launch wasn't. happened on the on this release date with this episode coming out. That that was not even fucking remotely close to the plan. But it just happened to work that way. And I feel again that that was the universe setting us up to make sure that we're delivering you the best value that we know we can. So take a look at it. Honestly, I I poured my heart and soul out to it. I fucking, 
I, I think Ryan has about nine pages of text of just shit that I was doing. <laughs> might be more. Might be a lot more. But that the way I have this design, this this training design, it's a one hour fucking training, and it's geared. I mean, I'm I'm doing this at such a low price. Ryan literally looked at me. And he's like, "You're an idiot." He, li- I remember you calling me an idiot for this. I, I did do that. Actually. You did yeah. do that. I'm not even. This isn't even conjecture. I was like, "Oh wow, no." Yeah, that seems like, like, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. For, for that. <laughs> so. But I do this because I care and you're going to see it and you're going to be like, oh, damn. Okay. I could respect that. Take a look at it. Go to the site. Take a look. See what it's all about. If it's not for you, that's cool. That's cool. You may not be ready to go to that next level, but it's always going to be there. So check out Fearless Finance for not just me. I mean, I put my heart and soul into it. That's fine because I care about it, but I care about it because I give a shit about you. I really, really give a shit about you to the point where I was sacrificing family time and I was sacrificing things I like to do because this is what I fucking love to do every single day. So it's fearless finance, one hour training, and you're going to get a bunch of awesome bonuses too. I didn't throw that in there, but you just got to visit the site to learn a lot more about that. So we threw a lot at you today. It's... We're getting back into flow, right? We're getting back. I moved into my new house. We launched our we launched our new training. Ryan's been working six thousand hours a day. We're we're living the American dream. That's, sure, that's what we do as dads. I'm living something. <laughs> it's a beautiful. It's a it's a wonderful nightmare that you're living. No, oh, I guess great. we'll call that. Yeah, why not? Continue to share this podcast with other dads who need it. I mean, we are growing this fucking movement, boys. I am super proud of just even the replays that we've been putting up there, like people are still responding to them really well. So thank you for continuing to check out our old school stuff. It's stuff that we put out there to kind of refresh some memories. Cause <laughs> hell we've been doing this for a while now and yeah, I like to listen to ourselves, be a bunch yeah. of idiots. And it's nice to go back and for me to listen to some of those episodes and be like, Oh shit, we were bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> It shows the genuine. It shows how much yeah. we grow today. Oh, I, we're I love still, it. We're still really genuine. <laughs> oh, yes, we are, baby. Nothing scripted here. No, no. Not like our trailer. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I forgot to put the word fuck in the first two minutes of this episode. You did. Don't worry. Yeah. I did it for you, so you're fine. Oh, okay, so good. We're back. Yeah. yeah. Continue to go out there. If you can, leave a rating, like, review, wherever you're listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Don't miss an episode. They're coming out every Monday, whether they're a replay or brand spanking new. We're coming out for you. We're uh, going to continue to leave, give that con- uh, that consistent content, guys. I think um, we're. Co- I'm coming to the end of my madness, and with you doing being having the launch finally, I think we're going to be back to our consistency. I think so too. Um, at least uh, through the end of September, it's going to be kind of rough, but uh, October should be. We should be back to uh, full term. Yeah, well, the full yeah. term deal. Oh, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be riding high, and we're not done yet. We're far from fucking done yet. <laughs> Who said boys. we were done? I didn't say we were done. I said okay. we're far. from You done. implied it. I don't imply anything. Yeah, but if you say we're far from done, the opinion is somebody thinks we're done. Everybody thinks we're always done. What the fuck? I don't know. Who said that? We'll fight them. <laughs> Put it on a mug. <laughs> Put it on. A mug. <laughs> Thank you again. I say it almost every episode. Thank you again. 
without you guys, we're not here doing this podcast. We're not here launching this fucking trainings or going out there and just making sure that we're doing right by you. So thank you. Thank you again. Until next time, guys, keep fighting every single day. Do not stop. Put it in one step at a time, one day at a time. And together, we're going to embrace the fear. Always. Always.